Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second half of the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And my second guest today is Patricia Panahi. She was born in Massachusetts, and Patricia Panahi moved to Iran at the age of nine. She later returned to the States and completed her graduate work at San Diego State University. Patricia has taught English in Iran, California, and Hawaii, and owned and operated the Light Spot Bookstore and Coffee House in San Diego, and she directed the English language programs for international students for the University of Hawaii. Patricia has recently retired from the University of Hawaii and is focusing on her writing career, and The Veil of Walls is her first novel, and we're going to talk about that book today, The Veil of Walls. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so had you always planned on becoming a published author? It's something I always wanted to do uh, when I was younger, uh, but because I spent some time in Iran and uh, like middle school and high school was in Farsi, <laughs> and then I came back to the States and picked up the English uh, as an English major in college, I, I didn't feel that I had uh, the knowledge, the vocabulary uh, to do so. So I... Um, I went into education instead. <laughs> okay, and what inspired you to write the book, The Veil of Walls? Well, I've, I've been seeing so many misconceptions about Iran and the Iranians uh, in, in recent, in actually for many, many years, um, and I, I felt like I wanted to give people a glimpse into uh, what that culture and that pe- uh, those people are really like. Uh, because the government is just a, a sliver, a segment of their society and the very uh, religious people. And there are many, many, many people that who are not religious and are secular and are young and educated and very different than what people think. <laughs> so I wanted what to give a glimpse into that culture. Right. And so what made you choose this genre? I mean, I know that you... You know, it, it, it is a whole genre unto itself because it's a novel, but there is some history involved in this. Uh, well, I do like to read about other cultures and, and other times. So basically, it is a uh, cultural, historical, literary novel. Um, and that's what I read a lot because uh, by reading this, I, I, I learn a lot about people and culture and time frames and history. Um, in addition to what you would hear just generally on on the media. And it gives me more an in-depth understanding. Uh, Because I personally went there, uh, I I did have much more understanding of the culture and the people than, you know, the average American. And even though Mm -hmm. I didn't base it on my own life, because my own life, once I got past the initial shock and learned the language and the lay of the land, nothing much happened. I grew up, went to school, came back. So I, wor- I created a work of fiction um, to make it more interesting and more dramatic, but uh, it is very realistic based on my observations and understanding mm-hmm. of the culture. So tell us about the book, The Veil of Walls. Tell us the story, or a part of the story. Okay. 
Okay, Whale Walls is based on a young American uh, named Anahita. And Anahita uh, has been raised, in, was born, born in Massachusetts and raised as a typical American kid. Um, she has hula hoops and saddle shoes and roller skates and uh, ice cream cones at the, at the local Dairy Queen. Uh, so, but when she's n- uh, 10 years old, um, her parents decide they're going to Iran for a vacation. And she's like, you know, it seems like a very strange place to her. And her father has taught her nothing about this country or this culture. But they go and they said it's only going to be for a month. It's going to be for the Iranian New Year, which is uh, the first day of spring in March. And, uh, and then we'll come back. It's, uh, you're, going to, you're going to meet your father's relatives because you've never met them. So they go. But uh, something happens. I don't want to give too much of the story away. Uh, she loses her parents, and the Iranian relatives uh, don't want her to go back. Now, her American grandparents come to take her back, but the Iranian relatives don't let her go back. And so she is stuck there for the next uh-huh. 11, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Is and that similar to your own story? Okay, I yeah, I went there at age nine, and I lived there for 16 years. Uh, after high school, I taught English uh, for the Iranian Air Force um, so that uh, uh, I could save up money for college. Mm. So I, I stayed a little longer than actually Anahita did. And then I came back to the, I went to California and went to school. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's the similarity that I, I was stuck there too, uh, because my parents divorced and my father took me there. <laughs> what do you think is the lesson or the message of the book, without giving it away? Okay, uh, the message of the book is that you can't. Uh, uh, the basic message of the book is choosing. The, the young girl, Anahita, has to choose between her individual freedom, in other mm. words, the freedom to make the choices in her own life, versus having the support of family or husband and, and people all around her, but they, they make the choices for her. So it's the, between these two. Uh, if she goes, if she comes back to America, other than a grandparent, she's on her own. She has to make her own choices. She doesn't have the support structure that she would have in Iran. But then if she stayed there, she would have this whole extended family, probably marry and then have their family. So she, you would have this, as an Iranian, you have these large support structures. But then you don't have the freedom to all make your own choice. You... Um, you are part of a group, almost like part of a clan. And it's like a clan rule type of thing. <laughs> so you are part mm. of this extended family. So what, what is the choice? <laughs> okay. uh, what yeah. choices do women make? Uh, some would, would, could never ex- separate from that support and that family. Others uh, feel like, okay, they need to go and spread their wings. <laughs> But sometimes it's hard for people who've been in that, you know, in that family that in some ways is cloistered and has given them structure. They may want to spread their wings, but they may not know how because they don't have the tools. What do you think? Oh, that's very true. 
That's very true. Uh, of course, um, women in that society, uh, mo- economic necessity, most of them work, unless you're in a very traditional family. Uh, you uh, you get up and you go to work every day. <laughs> so, in a way, they are spreading their wings. But again, um, I ha- when I was there, I remember I I was in the bus, the military bus, and they were taking us home. And uh, one of the other teachers, and there were many foreigners teaching also, and one of the other teachers, Iranian, said, okay, she had to ask her husband for some money for new stockings. And I'm going like, you make a lot of money teaching English here. Why are you asking your husband for money? He goes, oh, don't you give all your money to your father? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there are those kind of things also that some some women would not have the freedom even to uh, um, have their own money and do what, what, what they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is your favorite character in the book? Or do you well, have the main character is Anahita because... She has to deal with a lot of things. Uh, first, she ha- she loses her. First, she's in an alien culture, and she's just trying to uh, grapple with that, even for a short time. And then she suddenly loses her, her parents. There's the there's the enormity of that, and she's trying to grapple with that, but thinking her pa- grandparents are going to come at least take her back home, and and she's going to deal with that. But then her Iranian family says. You are Iranian because your father was Iranian. So you are an Iranian citizen by blood, not by birth. So if your father's Iranian, you're Iranian, doesn't, according to them, no matter where you are, no matter where you're born, whether you've been there or not. So they legally can keep her there. <laughs> and that is, then that becomes a major challenge because she not only doesn't understand the language, she doesn't understand the culture. And she is viewing everything from American eyes. So in that way, it helps the reader because she's viewing every, everything from the eyes of an American child. And the questions she's asking about the culture and trying to understand it would be the same questions that uh, the readers would be asking if they were in that situation. So in that mm-hmm. way, and as she, but as she grows, she learns and understands a lot about the culture, even though... Um, Oh, I won't give it away, but <laughs> uh, okay. even though she still wants her freedom hmm? to make her mm-hmm. own choices, she she learns to appreciate many things about that country and that culture and the people. Hmm? Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have a couple of minutes left. But when we come back, I want you to talk about the writing process. You know, it, because okay. this is your first novel, the best and the worst. So, how can people find your book? The Veil of Walls. Okay. How can people find your book, The Veil of Walls? Oh, uh, paperback would be on Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble and my publisher, BlackRoseWriting.com. And an e-book is right now on Amazon, Kindle Select. Mm-hmm. All right, so they can find it there. All right, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Patricia Panahi. Did I say your name correctly? Yes. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And she, her brand new book, or her novel, is called The Veil of Walls. And it, it's a very interesting story. And it focus, she's focusing now on her writing career. It's her first novel. And when we come back, we're going to talk about 
writing a first novel, and it's about an Iranian woman, and Patricia herself was born in Massachusetts, but she moved to Iran at the age of nine, and she was there for many years, so she, a lot of this, there's some autobiography in here, but it's a very interesting story about uh, growing up or having a good part of your adolescence in another country, particularly Iran. And again, it's Patricia Panahi, and her book is Veil of Walls. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you long to have a better love life? Relationships can be hard, but throw sexual problems into the mix, and it's almost impossible to keep that close connection you want to have. Colette Milan, sex and relationship therapist, has been there. She will give you sound advice to turn your libido back on and bring the love back into your lovemaking. Tune in to Making Love with Colette Milan every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and welcome back to the patricia raskin show and my guest for this half hour is patricia Panahi, and she's written a brand new book. It's her first novel, and it's called The Veil of Walls, and uh, we're very excited to have Patricia on the show today, and uh, just a little bit of background. Um, Patricia lived, she actually was a happy-go-lucky American 10-year-old, not too keen on traveling to the other side of the world, but at that age, uh, did live in uh, in another country, and because of that, she's really talking about, she lived in Iran, and we're talking about the novel that she wrote, but it's also based on her own life as well. Welcome back, Patricia. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So you are a happy-go-lucky 10-year-old. 
Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. And you yes, went. Yes, I was. You went because your parents needed to be there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we went because uh, uh, actually my father felt like he could have a better life there, and mm. um, and when we. It, then when we were getting ready to go, my mother decided, my mother was from New Jersey, and she just freaked out and didn't go. So I ended up there. <laughs> okay. One of the first things so that she got did my not attention, go, but you went. Yes, she did not go. I went with three so siblings. So what was it like? Tell us what it was like. Okay. First thing that I noticed was there were walls. Okay, so you're coming from East Coast, open lawns and neighborhoods and shady neighborhoods. In Tehran, there were walls, tall walls everywhere, around schoolyards, around businesses, around uh, yards and gardens, even around empty lots, as if, some, as if they were hiding something, some deep, dark secrets from the world. And that's where I, what I base the name of my, the title of my book on, Veil of Walls. It's like a veil hiding everybody. Okay. Um, the second thing I noticed was, uh, uh, I remember I was in the car, and this was the days of the Shah, where it wasn't a requirement that you wear like a hijab, a head covering. Okay, so it was based on your family. If you were some traditional conservative family, you wore the head covering, which is called the chador. If not, you just dressed in modern um, Western clothes, and people like to wear the latest styles. Uh, and so... Uh, we were in the car, and I saw these two women wearing the chador, the long, black, draped, draped-like uh, garment. And I asked them, why are they wearing blankets on their head? <laughs> and my father said, oh, those are religious people. Now, my father had this, uh, 11 brothers and sisters and this huge family, and nobody wore any kind of head covering. So I, I automatically thought, okay, we're not religious. We're secular. <laughs> and, and I realized that right then. Um, but the... Most of the thing that baffled me the most was a way of interacting, uh, a way of social etiquette that's called tarof, and it's unique to Persians. And what it is is, in every kind of social interaction, you try to lift and exalt the other person and humble yourself. And this can become oh. very elaborate and very confusing to a foreigner. And oh. one example would be, you'd be in the taxi cab, and then you're getting off at your destination, and he's putting his hand on his chest and says, oh, no, you don't have to pay me. Uh, you honored me with your presence, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> you have to pay him. But it's a part of etiquette. Oh, uh, or if two peop- I see. Or if two people are going through a door, each one will insist the other one go first. And this can go on. I'm the dust under your feet. I'm your, uh, I, I am your slave. I am your... Uh, uh, Servant, da da da. No, you go. No, you go. And it could be half an hour before two Iranians can get through a door. <laughs> and it can get much more elaborate. If you go to someone's house, of course, hospitality is a huge thing. So they will do everything. They will give you a spread, and and they will insist and insist that you eat and you drink. But it gets tricky because for you to accept food and drink right away is not etiquette proper etiquette. You have to refuse. And then they have to insist, and then you refuse, and they insist, and you refuse at least three times, and then finally you have to accept. (laughs) So it's not that simple. (laughs) And one one of the interesting things would be if you go to a, a group goes to a restaurant, 
uh, each man will, this, will insist that they pay. Even if they can't even afford to pay for everybody, they will insist they pay. And then they will be pushing each other and pushing their wallet back in, and, and they could even scuffle with each other. And this will be almost like an argument and a fight. And then finally, the one who pays feels like they won. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, so, That's amazing. And is that in your book? Do you capture that in oh, your book? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have I have lots of these these cultural things because uh, she's baffled and confused uh, because people are saying things that they don't mean <laughs> and she's not understanding it. So you go into a jewelry store and you say, "Well, how much is this ring?" and the jeweler goes like, "Oh, that's not worthy of you," and won't even give you the price. And this is there's some banter that has to go back and forth before they give you the price. Or uh, um, somebody's uh, a next door, a servant from the next door will help you with your groceries, and you want to give them a tip, and they say no, 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 no. But you're supposed to give it to them. It's part of etiquette for them to refuse. It's it, it. Nothing is straightforward. It's a very complex society and very complex social rules, and it took me a long time to figure things out. <laughs> Uh, one of the funniest one was um, I was living in an apartment and uh, my landlady was upstairs and um, she would come downstairs once in a while and to talk to me and I'd say, you know, I'd give the co- common etiquette, okay, would you like some tea? Uh, oh, no. And I would make it, you know, I still have that American side to me because I can't do too much of the taro. So, but I just meet people halfway. So then I overheard her telling someone upstairs that, I went downstairs and I told Patricia to make, uh, uh, I told Patricia said, uh, would you like tea? And I said, no, and she didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. You know, they expect you to do it even if you say no. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left. So what would you say you've learned from living in that culture? You know, you've been a professor here in the United States. You've lived here a long time. What did you learn from that that really helped you? Uh, what I've learned is there's different ways of being in the world, and there's not one way. Because sometimes in America we live a certain way, and then we think everyone in the world should live the same way. Um, uh, it just opened my mind that there's, especially in learning the language, when you learn a language, you learn a culture. And there's just different ways of seeing things, doing things, and right. there's not right or wrong, good or bad. Uh, there just is what works for pe- best for people. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's helped you appreciate a lot of things, too. Y- yes. You know, appreciate <laughs> things in both cultures. Um, how long did it take you to write the book? Was that a hard process for you? Yes. Uh, I, it took me over 10 years. <laughs> many, wow. many, many drafts. And mm-hmm. uh, I finally landed an, an agent and then a publisher right as I was retiring. So that was interesting. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Okay, this has been a great interview. Thank you for your insights. We want to tell our listeners that your book is The Veil of Walls. My guest has been Patricia Panahi. And Patricia, is this is her first novel. Uh, she has been a, a teacher and a professor. She went to Iran at the age of 10 and lived there, so this is semi-autobiographical. And then she came back here, and she's done... You've been in Hawaii for many years, correct? 
For 26 years in Hawaii, yes. <laughs> right, and then you've been a teacher. Yes, I, I taught uh, I taught English and English as a second language at the University of Hawaii. I also directed English as a second language mm. programs uh, yeah. for the University Wonderful. of Hawaii. Yeah. Well, people can find you. Just give us your website. We've got just a few seconds left. Your website? Okay. www.patriciapanahiauthor.wordpress.com all right, Patricia Panahi, P-A-N-A-H-I, author at WordPress.com. Yeah. And her book is The Book of Yes. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I was so right. happy to be here. Oh, good. Stay on the line Appreciate for a minute. It. All right, folks, that wraps up this version or this edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And you can also write to me for my newsletter, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Would love to connect with you. Until next time, have a wonderful week and happy 4th. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back.